This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. That would make it way better. So what you're, what cool. you're advocating for is Empire should have dragons. Yes. <laughs> With wings. Or at the very least, giant geckos. They should fly and they should move speed three. <laughs> no. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka. With Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Welcome back to another episode of Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Mike. I'm here alongside David and Jay. Kyle is off uh, on vacation this week, so we've invited Jay to come hang out with us and talk about dobacks and stuff. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. I am ready to talk about some Star Wars Legion. I am, I'm excited, even though it's kind of been a stale news news cycle here for Legion. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited too. I I don't get to do podcasts too very often, so this is nice. Yeah, we figured we'd throw you a bone and get you on one of these things because yeah, you know, yeah, that's good. You, you don't you don't do podcasts very often. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> The fourth something or I don't know, man. Yeah, I, heard, I heard you had a show, but I, and so got canceled. I, I have a question. The fifth trooper. Yeah. What? What guy with what? Which fifth trooper are you? Which gun are you? Are you a DLT? Are you a oh. rocket launcher? Are you a Z six? What? I think I have. I think I have two answers. So. Originally, when we named the podcast, we were so terrible at the game that we were the fifth trooper that nobody took, which was <laughs> like, <laughs> like just the, the, the regular. Yeah, yeah, with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Now, though, I'm probably like I would say the HH12, where you never take it, but if you do, things get blasted. How's that? <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet. No. <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk about a few things today Um, we're going to talk about some invader news we're finally down to the the finals for that and um, I think we think it's worth talking about so we're going to explore that I think Jay wants to talk a little bit about dobacks and how he feels about Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll talk about um, some LVO slash Adepticon prep um along with um, one of our uh, new articles uh, on the website, Recon Intel um, Preparation for Performance by uh, Nick Gentile. Um, Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick Gentile. Um, (laughs) That's right. Sorry, I should have included the title. Um, So that's what's on the slate for today. So let's, I guess drop into our news segment here and talk a little bit about Invader Week. Welcome to In the News. So, Invader League. Um, really diverse field this year. <laughs> or, or this season. I, I don't even remember. It's been a while. <laughs> um, we're down to two. I believe we've got Davis Kingsley and Ellis... Um, Priestley? Priestley, I think is his yes, last name. Yes, Priestley, I believe, is his last name. And uh, Ellis from Legion Command, that's his, his little thing. Yeah, so both pretty uh, prominent members of the community. Um, I think that that's set to take place Thursday this week, so watch out for that. I'm not sure what time it's at, but I thought... Um, yeah. I, I know what time it is. It's going to be like 2 p.m. Eastern, and we don't know whose channel it's going to be on, but it'll be hmm. Thursday after the new year. Man, I may actually watch that. 2 p.m. Eastern. That's a good time for me. Yeah, it's actually... I'm surprised. All my meetings. No, 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 (laughs) no, I have that wrong. Sorry. 5 p.m. Eastern. There we go. Love it. 2 p.m. my time. 5 p.m. Eastern. That's no longer a good time for me. No, it's no longer a good time. Um, So both of these gentlemen have decided that 12 activation Tauntauns is the thing to beat. And they've kind of proven their metal um, up the ranks. Uh, mm-hmm. However, it's interesting that uh, they have somewhat different. They've they've got different spins on it. I guess is how. Yeah, it 
like the core is three tauntauns or two, I guess, in Ellis's case. Some number of tauntauns, two or more, two or more sniper teams, and Leia seems to be like the core of the list, whatever that is, you know. And then of course three rebel troopers because you have to take them. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, that's, if, but if you didn't, you, have you to, laugh, you but <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. But I mean, we can go back a few episodes ago to that whole thing that I did on rebel troopers are the worst now, and and we should stop taking them and everybody's kind of followed suit um but yeah so every, they also both have r2d2 interestingly enough because r2d2 is awesome like 35 points for a free bp seems like a pretty good deal um and plus especially it's a good deal when the tauntauns are applying a huge amount of pressure to your opponent because they have to choose what threat they want to handle do they handle the uh, 180 to 270 points of tauntauns that are chewing their faces off or do they commit points to killing a 35 point four health droid that can't get shot more than one time if there's so, a unit to shoot i mean all i can picture now is just their two r2s just like meeting each other on the battlefield and shocking each other back and forth oh i hope we see an r2d2 duel that would actually be fantastic <laughs> if that happened if they chose yeah. to go the same way i i somehow doubt it i'm pretty sure red player will deploy their r2 on the other side of the field to not yeah. cause that to happen Though it would be pretty amazing to have a droid on droid combat. I mean, it's going to be like the Highlander of droids, where the yeah. two best droids in the galaxy have to meet. You know, there can be only one. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. Oop. Sorry about that. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I actually, as long as we're talking about R2, I think that, um, first of all, he's really efficient for his price. But second of all, I think tons just tend to really punish you even if you like if you decide to like just split something off from the main force like the taunts can just go eat that if, if you're just gonna like split something off to deal with it um yeah it tauntauns can just react to you because they go yeah. last right or usually go last um but uh why don't we why don't we hit the rest of this so they're are they each running three snipers i think so yes um three is the number so the main difference here is that um, Kingsley has one less Rebel Trooper. He's got an extra Tauntaun Rider and Chewbacca, who is much cheaper than Sabine. And, and that's they both have, the difference between the lists. They both have 12. Kingsley's bid is significantly higher, four points, or, um, four points more. So Kingsley running the nine-point bid, Ellis running the five-point bid. Um, Ellis's Sabine is uh, very heavily kitted out. It's 163 points. It has Hunter, which I think is kind of neat. Um, it's Hunter Darksaber. So that's an interesting piece of tech. Um, if an injured Tauntaun is in melee with Sabine right now, she can potentially double aim attack. You know, one from Hunter, one from regular aim action, and then swing at your taunt, the Tauntaun um, and, and hopefully kill it off. Um, I don't know how threatening this actually makes her. Um, Luke has a hard enough time chewing through a Tauntaun. Sabine is less potent. Uh, but the aims do make a big difference. Um, unnamed Luke is producing, what, four hits on average, usually with six black dice with crit surge. So, yeah. you know, double aim Sabine seems pretty decent, too. I sort of feel like Hunter is only better than Tenacity on Darksaber Sabine if you intend to use it with Gunslinger. Mm, that's also true, because you get to can sort of do the aim stack thing where you do have two targets, right? And if they're both injured, you know, you'll get an aim from each one. Yeah, well, yeah, and I just, like, Hunter is roughly worth, like, a red die-ish if you're rerolling mm. black dice. I mean, it's, it's like, a little better, um, mm. but not by that much. So I sort I sort of feel like um, the the intent there is to use it for the guns. I think the electro grappling line is also super interesting, although yes. I'm not really sure how good that is in a ton mirror. Yeah, it it enables a speed one ram, which is a bit odd. It's possible that could happen. Um, but but I guess I, I guess the cool thing is that they can't get anywhere, right? Well. I mean, I don't know. Speed one tons, but like while significantly slower than speed three tons, is that once they're close enough for Sabine to grapple, like they're already in it. 
Yeah, they're in the thick of things. Like they're not they're already where they want to be and they're probably don't have to go terribly far to get somewhere else they want to be. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see how that's played out for him. I, I think grappling line is great in just about any other matchup, but I don't know if taunts are the matchup you want to be messing with that. Um, it's also interesting that Ellis has decided to go the comms jammers route. Um, I mean, Kingsley's got two comms jammers and an uplink. So, uh, I find it interesting that there are four comms jammers versus one uplink in both of these lists. I prefer uplinks significantly. I guess they're looking for the anti-aggressive um, tactics tech. Um, right, they're looking for... I think in the in the single limbs, they knew they were going to fight shorelines, and so they said, well, jammers are great against shorelines. They probably also thought, well, if I face any CIS players, then... Uh, I put one Tauntaun in their swarm of droids and they're just kind of screwed because they'll have to pop their uplinks to even get orders on two battle droids. And I think we've discussed it before how terrible um, AI attack is against Tauns and Melee. It's it's garbage. Oh, it's real um, bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, so jammers are always good, but this is interesting in the Tauntaun mirror. I feel like the player with the uplink has an advantage because if that uplink player wins priority and uplinks, they can do a ram on an enemy tauntaun before they get their dodges. And that is often huge. Like that can decide a game. If you get a, a ram at a key moment on an enemy tauntaun unit without its dodges and remove like a model and a half worth of, of creature trooper in one strike, that can be the difference between victory and defeat for sure. Because if, if three sets of tauntauns are jamming each other, then it's up to the draw. Right, whoever got more tokens out of their pool, whoever draws their support token first, gets to go before the dodges come on. So that that is like you know, uh, a, it's a literal crapshoot. You're praying that you get lucky at that point with your order pool. So the uplink is super crucial in in the Tawn mirror. I think. I, I'd yeah. like to say too. I think it's interesting competitively. You know, after the points change with snipers, um, I think a lot of us competitively kind of fell off snipers for a little bit we're like okay points change let's go see what else is out there and then i think we've all kind of come back to the same conclusion it's like nope they're still stupid good keep keep three of them in your list I, yeah I especially mean, because of high velocity yeah i i think it's more than yeah they're still stupid good i think they're better they <laughs> like, get better <laughs> like i i think they're better <laughs> um, and, and i know that that sounds a little bit crazy but i think they bumped their points and they're they're now just better like the fact that they're range five instead of infinity um at a first glance you're like oh my god uh i got nerfed that really mm -hmm. sucks but what it really did was it's no oh my god i can still shoot at just about everything i want to but my natural predator of other snipers is now gone yeah um, and uh yeah i think uh, they're at least as good as they were before if not better i think i'm gonna attach another another um addendum to this as well and say what everything that that mike has said is true but also there's additional pressure because of aggressive tactics and clones that now um if you don't have pierce um you're in this boat where there's a potential for your gun line on gun line interactions mm -hmm. to just completely fall apart and um pierce is just so damn good and especially pierce that outranges most of your opponent's core trooper options so you know it, 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 we found the room to take it again and tauntauns by abandoning all of our z6s <laughs> you know so i just like to say if I may here, uh, just somewhere where the Fifth Trooper podcast was onto something before Scoundrels. <laughs> Last year, I was saying, I think Z6s are a trap and you should just go naked rebel troopers. And everyone said I was a stupid idiot. And now look where we are today. Jay is a prophet. <laughs> a messiah if you want <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, sorry yeah. <laughs> yikes um, but what what did he know and when did he know it exactly, right? <laughs> no it's just isn't it i i think that's the greatest thing about this game right is you that was more of like a thought experiment back then where it's just like i i, I think z6s are just a trap but 
you need them right now. But now as more stuff comes out, like some of this stuff starts coming around and you're like, oh, wait, maybe you don't need them because I have all this other support in these new areas. And I that's what keeps this game fresh, right? Is these new units that change up the way you view old units and, and how you build your list. Yeah, and it's worth noting that, you know, as much as we try not to do it a ton, like groupthink is a thing. Um, yep. And and for, for those of you that don't know what groupthink is, it's essentially, you know, we, you know, people kind of sit and talk to the same people a lot generally. So it res- ends up being an echo chamber. And so, you know, one person in the group is like, hey, I think airspeeders are really good. And the other one's like, you know what? I think you're right. And then like everybody's like, yeah, 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 airspeeders are good. And then they're not. Uh, and they kind of get disappointed once they go outside of that envelope. Um, and it's it's very easy to have you know separate group thinks or metas at like the same store or right. you know the same online play group. Um, but sometimes that, it it ends up not being the case that it's bad group think. Sometimes group think is a good thing. Yeah. Well, and it's that same thing that happens where like uh, these isolated groups are playing the rules wrong, right? Just because they're not connected to the larger group as a whole and something that made sense to the group at your local store isn't really how the rest of the world is playing it, right? And it's just because you're not connected to that. And so, you know, there's good and bad and and, and all of that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of rules to this game. Um, So heading back towards the invader list, um, On paper, do we have a favorite? Kingsley. Is that because of the list or because he's Kingsley? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I think he's a. I think he is a player with a, a very consistent approach to the game. I think he's possibly more consistent than Ellis. Um, historically, Ellis has lost to Kingsley. Um, uh, the Inclusion of the third Tauntaun and the Uplink is going to be a massive difference in the Tauntaun versus Tauntaun fight, which is freaking inevitable. Um, Sabine, historically, is not that great against Tauntauns, unless she can get to height, unless, you know, maybe Explosion's Gunslinger drops in a key a key moment and something shifts the battle uh, as, a, as, an, as a result of that. But um, no, I think I favor Kingsley. And Chewie, of course, um, is also great because if Kingsley tries to snipe those Tauntauns, Chewie can just pull hits, and Tauntauns are like, "No, nope, we don't care. You're trying to snipe us, but we're just um, we're just going to soak all your sniper shots on one turn, and then your snipers had to get hit by my snipers because you didn't have Chewbacca." It's kind of a kind of an older a, a reiteration of a of a of games that are happening in March when Rebels brought Chewbacca specifically to win the sniper war. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with everything you said. I I think though, Sabine has that kind of she's she's a double edged sword, double edged dark saber, if you will. Yeah. Like, I'm I think sure she... the dark saber only has one. <laughs> <fine edge>. uh, <laughs> but <laughs> she, uh, I find that she can be a surprise sometimes and can take you a little bit by surprise at what she's capable of, and you can kind of. Um, you know, she can kind of be an underdog where you're like, oh, no, it's just Sabine. I'll be fine. And the next thing you know, like three or four things are dead. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What just happened here? Yeah. I was going to say she can also surprise you the other way when she fails. Yeah. You know, five, five out of nine saves and dies. Right. Right. Does the Boba, <laughs> a Boba save death throws where it's just all blanks? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, again, that's another reason I rate Kingsley may possibly a little higher here because uh, Ellis is relying on reds. Even if they are the best reds in the game. Yeah, I mean, well, they're not quite the best reds in the well, game. Like what, they're they're up there. It's 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 impervious. It's it's red surge impervious, which is like yeah. you know yeah. right below Palpatine. Um. Yeah, I think I agree that Kingsley's probably got a a lead on paper. I will say that with the little asterisk on it, that if if Ellis lands a money shot with explosions. I mean, I think I think that that's probably Ellis's game plan. Yeah, frankly. like he has to get the mileage out of Sabine, otherwise he's he's cooked if, because if, Tauntauns will just roast him. Yeah, if he doesn't get a good explosions, I just uh, I'm not sure how he wins. Um, yeah, you know, uh, 
he there's just a lot of things that are not going for him like Kingsley's way better against dealing with coordinated bombardment because of Chewie you know there's there's just so many things that Chewie is doing there um in in the mirror matchup that I think that uh Sabine's got to get aggressive and land that explosions. It's also possible he uses explosions as a t- deterrent, and I don't hate that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't hate that either. Um, like turn one explosions, toss out two mines, and be like, "Hey, if you want to charge me, if you want to like land a tauntaun in there this turn, like deal with the mines." Um, I don't know, not the worst, but uh, we'll it's also see. having the it's also having Pierce with crit and gunslinger as well, so you're duplicating, you know? Yeah. Heroes that can gunslinger or and have critical and pierce in, in one package are just a cut above. Um, you know, Grievous is a good example of this with the DT Annihilator. For sure. Uh, Krennic even. Leia, but I mean not so not so much, but still, they're just really, really strong against basically everything. So so you think then it's just gonna come down to Ellis is gonna have to play almost perfect, right? Then with Sabine and and the Tauntaun combo, he's going to have to just be perfect with his choices. Yeah, I mean, the issue here is he's going to be red player, yep. right? So he's already yeah. a little... He, he's like already kind of at a disadvantage there. Um, you know, and, and I think that the way these lists are built, um, Kingsley's list can... Like, I, I think the game was likely... If the game likely plays out like a gunfight, which I think is possible, um, because I think both of these guys know how to skirmish with their taunts very well, um, it's it's likely to be sniper on sniper, taunts on taunts, and people are like jockeying for positions and stuff. Um, I think Kingsley wins that fight because because Chewbacca's just a trump card. Um, yeah, and and you know. Uh, Ellis is gonna likely have to be aggressive, and he's likely gonna have to hit a hit a money shot explosions outside of Chewbacca Guardian range. Right. Um, Kingsley has more tons. He has the protection of Chewbacca of his own snipers. So Ellis is gonna be like two is gonna be like sixteen health of tons against twenty four health of tons and three snipers with zero mitigation. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's, it's gonna be pretty bad for him. Um. um so there's a there's a couple like interesting things here. I actually think I don't want to continue talking about this for too much longer, but yeah, comms jammer in this list actually I think makes Sabine a little better. Uh, just just because she doesn't have more than one command card that gives orders to things other than herself. The other thing is that um, comms jammer can shut down brains of brawn. Right. Um, um not right because leia ends up jammed right yeah not super likely but if you can jam leia it completely shuts out brains of brawn i mean i guess it doesn't completely shut it out but you know it it makes it so that you can't control the timing um right so i don't know um something to think about uh we'll see we'll see how this plays out you guys got any additional thoughts on um, 12 activation on 12 activation taunts on taunts r2d2 versus r2d2 Negative. Uh, well as the emperor is a fan of saying it is inevitable <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's go ahead and swap over that's, to our exploration segment then that's the police coming to take me away for that joke <laughs> are they inside your house what it, why was that so loud <laughs> Let's go exploring with Notorious Scoundrels. Great. Uh, so we're going to talk about some dewbacks. Uh, we've got our our dewback champion here, Jay Shinsky. Um <laughs> And we thought it'd be a great time to talk about some dewbacks. Why, why is that, Jay? Well, I'd like to start by saying that on paper, the dewbacks... <laughs> seemed really good and i had had some early success with them i um you know i'd been playing a, a double do back with krennic list that i was able to block out some tons with and and they were able to kind of stop what tons do best right which is come and eat up your gun line and eat up your 
smaller, you know, weaker uh, units. And I had some early success and I thought, okay, this is, these guys are it. Like, this is the answer, right? This is the counter um, that no one sees. Like, I'm a genius. I'm the only one that sees this. Dudes are the best. Um, But then after like roughly 10 games now, I think I'm like seven and three or three and seven with them. So I've lost seven games, won three games. And what happens is they kind of have a peak. Uh, the list does anyways with two tons in it, the way I was playing it. And I really think any way you could play it, barring maybe triple do, you know, do backs, uh, Mike that Mike has suggested, but like, I think two, it just peaks. And then there's not much left in the tank to like finish out the game. And so where tons have all these different, things at their disposal in order to get them through and to for them to continue to menace your opponent over and over and over again no matter what like dudes are missing two things probably to that would make them stronger or or minus two like maybe you know maybe give them speed to instead of having spur just give them speed to like that would make them a little bit better but they're just missing for the points they're just missing some stuff Hmm. I think that's fair. Um, I'm glad that I brought you to the dark side. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, it's been my whole uh, goal in life to just be a contrarian to Mike. And so anytime Mike says something's not good, I'm like, table, it's going on the table tonight. Uh, and so I, I there the problem is that I was having and the reason I kind of held on to him so long is because they're almost there. You know what I mean, yeah. Mike? I've played you in a couple games with them. They're like, uh, like inches away from being there, and then and then they're just not. And you're just felt, you know, you're left feeling feeling hollow afterwards because it's like, I had like what happened? I had that, and then it's like, no, you didn't actually. The dewbacks are just kind of big, and they last a little bit longer, so you feel like you had more control, but they just don't. They just peak too early in the game. I think. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if they, like, didn't have to pay for their gun, you know? Um, yeah. <clears throat> that's sort of how I feel about it, generally. Like, if you could if you could just have the 10-point gun for free, I think they'd be a lot better. Um, but... What what if, what if... What if FFG just reverses the health of the Tauntaun and the Dewback? So Tauntauns have three each, Oof. but Dewbacks have eight. But they, then they have to pay for their gun. I mean, I think I think an eight health dewback is probably a game changer. I and yeah, I, is that that ex- is that the edge? The eight health. <laughs> I mean, it's frankly, just something. I think, I think so to some degree. Like the problem mm. is not so much the dewback is ineffective at combat. Like it's actually pretty good mm-hmm. when it yeah. comes to shooting things and melee and things. I don't think that's its problem point. Its problem point is getting to a point where it's effective. Um, like, because mm. if you're able to get it in there, it 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 hurts. It's not it's not pretty. And you almost you you, I think uh, HQ uplinks a requirement on them. So now you got another ten points on it, right? And so it's, you just you're already eating up all these points to try to get something that at best blocks out tauntauns and maybe kills, maybe kills a a unit of tauntauns it's not easy but maybe but at best just blocks them out and slows them down till the next turn yeah and i mean tauntauns are definitely better at least on the charge ram is yeah. a pretty big deal ram is stupid ram is good it's yeah. stupid um yeah. you know you're likely to almost always get five hits i mean they ram. gave dewbacks critical two, but that's nowhere close to as it's, good yeah it's just not the same, and and the problem is, I think the other problem too is no offense to everybody playing tauntauns, but tauntauns are kind of like no brainer units where you can, they just do all this stuff and they just survive forever, Woo! and you just run oh, them in this stuff. Well, okay, I'm fine. You know what? I'll be a little insulting here. Is I think right. a lot of a lot of bad players can do a lot of good things with tauntauns. And can and make them look good, whereas other units require more 
like just more effort to make them do what a tauntaun can do effortlessly so like that tauntaun players (laughs) get carried okay so i'm not gonna straight up disagree with you here because i don't think that either actually wrong however i don't think you're wrong either i i don't think it's the whole story i think i think it is definitely a unit that you can take and be confident that if you took more than one of them it's gonna be good yeah it's just gonna it's just gonna it's gonna do something it's gonna impact the game and it's gonna be it's it's gonna be decent for the most part and there's probably there's gonna be exceptions to that clearly um but i think where it varies is that players that are maybe a little bit unfamiliar with the game that are taking tauntauns who are just like here's the tauntauns go charge stuff um the people that know how to play tauntauns um they've got they've got this kit that is Mm -hmm. like totally separate from not only do i have eight health and two dodge tokens every turn um i also have like the kit for tauntauns is super weird and that you know the play a lot the optimal play a lot of times is move shoot move move into melee yeah yeah most people don't do that because they're like, oh, Ram, stupid good. And it is stupid good. But the thing about it is that you don't want to kill whatever you're meleeing, generally. Because you want it to live so that you can just stick around in combat with it. Right. And you can't get shot. Right. Um, well, uh, yeah. And so with Tauntauns, like, not only do they have more health, but they're they're just easier to hide. Uh, you can you can spread that health around like dewbacks. What you can't hide one around the corner. It's just one, and then its tail is like a million miles long, and its head is stupid big. And so, like, good luck getting any line of sight on on dewbacks. And so you you have to go headlong into the battle. Like you have to be aggressive with dewbacks. It's the only way they actually work. And but they don't have any of the tools that allow for that. Like they're stunted on their movement speed. And if you want to move faster, you get suppressed. They only have two courage. So once you've, once you've suppressed them down, now you've screwed yourself and you have to be aggressive. It's just dumb. And so they're just (laughs) big, dumb beasts. And I loved them and they're good for blocking out certain things. But then after that, they're just kind of like, I'm just a big giant six point target. So six health targets so just go ahead lay into me and blah 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 okay first of all first of all okay okay let me let me, let me respond to this because i feel personally attacked um, <laughs> all right, all right. I don't, i'm not sure what in there was a personal attack but i'm, I'm just i'm joke i'm joke i'm joke all of it no i'm just <laughs> all, all of it yeah for real no as a top top player i have i have similar issues hiding hiding them because okay. there are they are also, you know, they have tails that stick out. They have, they have faces that and horns on their faces that stick out. Yeah, I okay. find a lot of the time, and that is a problem. Hold on, um, that's not fair. Mind. That's yeah. not fair at all. What do you mean it's not fair? It's not Agreed. fair. Have you, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're just saying that because he's agreeing with you. No, no, no. Two backs have armor, and Tauntauns have two dodge tokens. In yes. A, those are roughly equivalent to each other. And critical doesn't care about either of those things. Agree, agree, totally, totally yeah. agree. But those things are in my book roughly equal. It, assuming you get shot twice a turn, which is likely. Sure. Yes. Here's the thing: a dewback is pretty much impossible to put it in any type of cover. Okay. Okay. Tauntauns, <laughs> you can go here around things, which is a big deal. It it is you know you know and I'm not saying that like you're not gonna be able to shoot at them but like dewbacks are always just armor one tauntauns are uh, two dodge tokens plus heavy cover generally right like right. like you, you you need to crit tauntauns to get through four layers of 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 cover essentially when they have two dodge tokens like that and and I think that that is I I don't want to undersell the point that dewbacks have a really difficult time getting cover because they're stuck with armor one whereas like maximum on the tauntauns is really cover four i think the best thing about dewbacks is that sniper hits don't matter to them because of the armor one 
I don't know, man. I took some sweet hunter snipers the other day against Jay. (laughs) And let me tell you, I rolled into double crits many times. I'll tell you, that was... Go on. I was going to say, that was the nail in the dewback coffin for me. I was like, and I quit this now. (laughs) It is for Tauntauns as well. No, I know. I know. But here's the uh, difference, though. Or or they shut off dodges because they have high. You now, but you, but you, but, but that whole line of sight cohesion bullcrap that (sighs) Tauntauns can do, like, you can now, like, share your wounds around like you can do some tricky stuff where oh maybe you have one wound here two wounds here now you know what i mean where it's just do yeah, back it's, it's just like all do back it's just one of them and it's incredibly edge case it right. hardly ever actually happens in real life that you're ever able to hide fully the wounded model and then force the leader to take wounds i've done it in every game i've had tauntauns maybe you just need to get better <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ooh. You're right. All right. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Uh, that is an edge case. You're right. I'm have just me on your sh- have me on. Do me the courtesy of having me on your show the next time I win a, a grand champ. Okay, that's maybe. Well, <laughs> it's just Gen Con. It was just Gen Con. Just, uh, just the biggest <laughs> tabletop convention whoa, in the country. Whoa, that's an R2D2 beep right there. Yeah. Give me, <laughs> give me the time on that. Yeah. It, yeah. I'll write it down. Great. Um. Uh, no, I listen, um, it's, but it's fine, right? Because Pathfinders came out with Death Troopers, Krennic and Death Troopers were better than Jin and Pathfinders, Tauntauns and Dubex were supposed to come out at the same time, that didn't happen, but, you know, they were supposed to be the, 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 the equivalent and Tauntauns just were better this time. I mean, it, it is what it is. I just thought that Dubex would be better, but they're not you know yeah i I think they need a little okay you know um yeah they shouldn't have to pay for their guns yeah i mean i'm not sure when you ever would take the flamer frankly neither should the land spader to be honest but what uh, that is what i just don't understand how how you look at those two units and you go yeah these are the same i mean i think they look similar on paper for sure i mean once you put them on a table becomes really obvious after a few yeah. games. Um so, you know, I lo- I do I do like the dewbacks. I think they're I think they're way better in skirmish. Uh not that anybody cares about that for this podcast, but I think they're way better in skirmish. That's uh, Hey, don't dis- don't diss skirmish. I love skirmish. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think it's worth noting um that the the dewbacks and the tons are not really meant to like be mirrors of each other. No, right, um, right. It, like, well, and that's... like the Dubek is su- supposed to be more similar to an ATRT, I think, is the idea there. Yeah, well, then they should have let it be able to crawl up the side of buildings. That would help. <laughs> well, come on. I don't think I've ever used that <laughs> keyword on ATRTs I've... ever. <laughs> I, I I used to because you it was never clear whether you whether you had to put the whether you had to put it in the same facing mm. so you could cheese it. Man, could you imagine? That. Like, okay, you're on the other side of this line of sight blocking terrain, and you just up and over with a big lizard, and you just chomp on them. That would make it way better. So what you're, be what cool. you're advocating for is Empire should have dragons. Yes. <laughs> with wings or at the very least giant geckos they should fly and they should move speed three <laughs> no um <laughs> i honestly you know i know mike you had said they just they probably need a point drop but what i think they just needed if they just had one thing like what i i don't know it could have been maybe just normal speed to move maybe it could have been something else they just needed one more thing to just make them worth how much it cost to take them. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because I, I'm not overly convinced. Like, I think that if anything, they maybe get a minor point reduction, five to 10 points on the base model. Um, but, but I think it's interesting because I think the conversation is really colored by how good Tauntauns are. Like yeah. if Tauntauns aren't as oppressive as they are, does that make the do back seem more playable? No. Um, Oh, the, answer, wow. the answer maybe maybe no, but but I do think that to some extent people take dewbacks and effect and 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 
they feel like that they should have the same impact as a tauntaun and certainly the points value of the unit suggests that that should be the case oh Um, i see yeah i see what you're saying i i would agree with that to a point except for if i play it against a like if i play it against a gun line list right and i have two dobacks it's like nope like good luck it's not going to happen unless you're really creative with the dobacks and you can you have a good you know deployment kind of strategy or something but like gun lines eat them up tons eat them up like everything eats them up and it's just like okay like they it seemed like a good idea but then once you've played it a number of times you're just like yeah i can't they're good like i said they're a good unit until they're not they just peak super early in the game and then you're like okay well they're done now i guess and now i need to figure out you know how i'm gonna make up for 200 points or whatever yeah i mean i i do think that um to some extent it's really hard to um be like oh i want to take a do back when i can take a unit of short troopers which is slightly less effective health um yeah. but it's insanely better generally versatility wise yeah yeah it's like more bread and butter yeah well um, and the do back their biggest thing is tying people up in in melee right and like and trying to get up there and doing it but it's so hard to even get especially gun lines like if you play a good gun line player they're gonna sit back and they're gonna aim standby and they're just gonna wait for you to come and then you're just gonna you know what i mean and then unless you can get some like last first going with the do back which you might be able to with the uplinks but you're still at a disadvantage trying to get into into melee where they really thrive or even if you have the flamethrower on them trying to get within flamethrowing range right like that's those are your real big options to make big movements uh against gun lines and then your other option is if you're playing tons you're trying to block out the tons from getting to your you know from getting to your ranks but at that point you don't really have many ranks left because you've put most of your your money into most of your points into two do backs yeah that is very fair I don't know what else to say to that. I think you're right. I just, yeah. Take jammers, take critical guns. I think there's, I think there's some play there. Yeah, I mean, there's. Well, we're not saying that they're not playable for sure. They're just. I, I don't know, man. Jay's like, oh, I'm going three and seven with two bags, and I'm just like <laughs> sitting here like, well, he won three. Okay, games. man, he won three games <laughs> like with them. But like, you it, know, it must, it must be the two bag. I don't know. Well, I think. All the the seven losses were all compet like highly competitive lists. They're all either triple tons or shoreline, you know, or gun lines, and it's right. that's where unfortunately it seems like where their weakness is. I think they're strong against clones. I think they're strong against droids, um, uh, but unfortunately, clones and droids aren't terribly strong comparatively speaking to some of the other lists, right? And so I think they're a. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make a mid to like low high tier list with a do back. But if you're trying to go like high level competitive, they just, they, they fall short like around turn three, like, yeah. you know, like turn three, yeah. you're like, they're out of gas and you're like, oh, okay, I still got two, so, two more rounds. So what you're saying is there are like some, let's use the, the let's use the letter grade system. There are some uh, a minus lists that have do backs in them. But they are not. A, there's no S list that has a do back in it currently. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. You know, maybe yeah. even like a B list as opposed to A minus. But um, and and if you're interested in this grading system, I believe we've got some stuff in a recent article. Um, I think. Yeah. Was that Evan? Um, he right he now. will have that grading system in an oh, upcoming right. art article. Yes, Look, man, <laughs> I live in a land where like I don't know what's real or not anymore because you know yeah it's just no. and uh, all those articles ahead of time. So and just to to walk it back, I w- I was being a little uh, aggressive and and about the tauntauns, but it feels like sometimes that they just work magic. You know what I mean, and yeah. and and David, it's nothing against your play or anybody's play. No, it's I just know. like it's just, it's just no, Jay, Jay, for real though, yeah. they are they're overtuned. They need some adjustment because it, and I don't think it, I don't think it's an F. 
you know, because right. you're right. Because if you're a great player, then you can, I mean, you can like stomp people with tauntauns, right? They're, Absolutely. But if you're, you can make people quit the game. Right. But if, if you're you a mediocre well. player, you could still be looking like you're like an elite player just because of the way tauntauns play. And the way yeah. they survive and, and, and the, all the tool sets you have at your disposal, they just, so, right. so in comparison, yeah, dewbacks are bad, but then in comparison yeah. to gun lines and everything else, dewbacks are just not there yet. Right. I, I guess that's the fundamental thing that's interesting to take away here is like, similarly to like pathfinders, I think dewbacks and pathfinders are like in similar spots. Like they can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not always great. And the thing about Tauntauns is sometimes you can just put three on the board, run up straight at your opponent, and 300 points kills 800. And yep, and that's yep, that's what happens, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that's that's a risky maneuver. I'd say it's kind of a coin flip. Um, but like you can do that and succeed. Um, I took three Tauntauns and Luke to a prime. I played someone who hadn't played them before. He had two pieces of armor. And um, I made him laugh really loudly when I told him exactly what was about to happen. <laughs> and uh, um, he conceded to me one hour in when I picked up the ATST from the table after demolishing the tank on round two. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's completely possible to either just just run somebody over and look like you're amazing because tons are just really consistent. They're, they're silly. Well, uh, yeah, and I listen. Uh, I'm not sorry for saying it, but it's just, it's just true. And you know what? Good for you. If you're taking Tom's to any tournament, because you're going to probably win. So good luck. (laughs) The salt is real. (laughs) I mean, listen, I, at first when I just, I'm sorry, I, Uh, I know I'm taking over a little bit, but like, please, I love it. It's when they first came out and all you guys were, you know, bringing down your doom and gloom. I was like, they they can't be that bad. I've played like a one or two ton list and like I did okay and I made them I you know I uh, I think I used Vader to like and I got them to like run off the board. They panicked. And so like I was like it's all good. But then I started playing, you know, better players who really knew how to play tons with three you know with three tons and it was just like oh no. The they're like <laughs> this is this is crazy good. Um yeah. And it's and I think there's answers and I think there's ways to work around it. Uh, Dubax isn't one of them, but Tons are ridiculous and they need to be banned. <laughs> Ban oh, banned Tons. Oh, oh. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And yes, I am super salty. And uh, because and you know what it is, honestly, it's I really I thought I had something with the Dubax. I really wanted them to work. I thought I was doing well with them, and then I was schooled otherwise. And so, yes, I'm I'm upset because I thought I had a good list. That is not a good list. So, well, think of it this way: you won't have to. You, you learned that now, as opposed to on January 24th, right? Yeah, when you're playing in Vegas. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I, um, this is kind of also one of the reasons that I think that uh, kind of shooting back to, I think our Christmas episode, though everything's kind of blurry. Um, about (laughs) about like uh release window times and uh play eligibility because i really feel that to some degree um the the play the like unit eligibility window for tournaments should be increased um Mm. for the reasons that i listed a on whatever cast that was and b um because it would give the time for developers to like see the stuff in the real world and decided if things need fixes before oh i don't know worlds um right you know and and so that like because i'm gonna be honest if we head into worlds and and like tons are as they are um that's gonna be crappy man yeah like that's gonna be a real feel bad you're like you're like okay this is what i have to bring i guess you know um well and i think the real feel bit i'm like kind of exploring my feelings here and trying to figure out why i'm so angry about this and i think it's because you work really hard putting a list together and you you get all these reps and in most of those reps michael will test i've played him a few times with that list i was close and it was like a few like dice rolls or maybe mistakes that i made off of 
you know, really contesting the game or maybe even winning some of those games. And it's just frustrating when you put that much effort and time into something when it's like it's like going to cross the finish line and then it just kind of like nosedives into the ground at the last minute. And then you have a list such as the Tom list, which is just like full throttle, the, you know, the whole span of a game. Like it doesn't seem to have a peak. It just kind of keeps going and going and punishing you, you know, entirely throughout the six rounds. Yeah. Um, they're really good. You got anything to add to that, David? <laughs> um, they're really yes, good. <laughs> actually, I have one last thing to add, which is, um, yes, while I would love the release window to be tighter, I think there you can still innovate. I don't think the meta is actually as frozen as we think it is, and I think that folks are, um, they are racking their brains collectively, and it mm-hmm. may take a little bit of time, but I do think there are ways out. Oh, um, I don't think. Tom- it. Don't get me wrong. I got things in my pocket yeah. that I'm not yeah. going to talk about until no, it. no one's going to talk about that two <laughs> weeks, you know, and, and four I'm, weeks before the world. And I'm sorry. Is it Jen? But, but um, it's Jen, right? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> it's Jen. Yep, you got me. And but but I do think that you know, um, you're not wrong. There's definitely room for innovation, you know, and and there's definitely things that you can play around with, um, and and I think that there are definitely ways to target the meta that's for sure like that is, yeah. that is a thing you can do yeah um and and that's an important thing to bear in mind i i think it's still worth having the conversation centered around hey this unit is probably almost definitely too good <laughs> um but but yeah you're 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 very right in that like you can bring a list that will be sure to kill to kill tauntauns every every game for the most part, oh, yeah. within like a certain margin of error, um, is it good against everything else? <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll see. Um, but shall we move on to uh, our last segment here, um, where we're Fine. talking about LVO and, and Adapticon and stuff? Now that Jay has, has gotten <laughs> it out. Uh, sure. I mean, I still got more salt, but we can move it into the next segment too. We'll just spread the salt around the whole meal here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get ready for advanced tactics. Sweet. So we're going to talk about preparation for major tournaments. Um, I think we're going to keep this sort of short because, uh, the previous segment took a little bit longer than we anticipated uh, sorry that's <laughs> no, okay i think it's a good conversation to have we, go, um, we gotta get a chess clock on these discussions <laughs> um so we're talking about lvo and adepticon and how to w- w- i guess with a little bit more of a focus on how to physically prepare for these tournaments um do you guys want to want to kind of dive into that Jay, why don't you talk about how this, how the the article that um, Nick uh, wrote for us, Doctor Nick, excuse me, Doctor um, Nick, please. Yes, yes, Doctor Nick. This is a house of learned doctors. <laughs> That's a stepbrothers reference. Never mind, everybody. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is something uh, we've touched on on our podcast, like just kind of, uh, on the Fifth Trooper podcast, like, oh, hey drink water, like, you know, bring food, like be prepared. Uh, and you know, it was something that I've wanted to do for a while, which was reach out to someone who is actually knew what they were talking about, not just talking out their butt like me. And so I got in contact with, uh, Dr. Nick, he's a, he's a doctor of chiropractics and he's got degrees in ergonomics and other chiropractic bone and muscle type, uh, goodness. And, uh, he, you know, he said, Hey, I, I love Legion. And I think that there's ways we can be healthy in our hobby. And I'd like to write about it and let the rest of the Legion community know. And uh, at that time, Kyle was either in the process or just finished his recent uh, article about prepping for tournaments as far as like storage and stuff. And I said, well, hey, why don't we, you know, write an article about how can you be healthy, conscious and safe going to a tournament? And so... Dr. Nick wrote this great article and he's got tons of great advice, you know, including how much water to drink. Like I just always said, drink water, but he gave like specific amounts of water of how much you're going to need. So you don't get a headache or your muscles are good. And, 
you know, he even has like um, a recipe for like uh, an electrolyte, homemade electrolyte Gatorade type drink that you can make out of your house um, and a bunch of other really cool. You know, I, I think <clears throat> it's kind of common sense stuff to start with, but then he really dives deep into why why this makes sense for your body and then what you can do to that to really make sure you don't get headaches and backaches because i mean how many of us have done that right or like not eaten or you're not focused enough to like grab food like david last year at lvo right like you didn't eat i think mm -hmm. the whole time oh yeah i i screwed up big time last year at lvo <laughs> yeah. so please don't make the same mistake i made don't sleep in number one. <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> don't don't run across the street to the venue not having breakfast barely getting in in time to make the event bring i did bring snacks but of course there were i couldn't get away from the hall uh to get a meal and so i was sort of existing on thankfully the, the water coolers that were in the room and snack foods and thankfully someone had brought in pizza for the judges and they didn't eat it all and so they said okay well we can we can share a pizza with you and I basically was just running on that for the entire time. Now, thank thank goodness I still went four and one. Um, but man, like if I could have done it differently, I sure would have. Um, so get it, you know, go get a night, full night's sleep. Don't don't hang out drinking with your friends. Okay, don't do that <laughs> the night before tournament. Hmm. Some people I know do that. I don't know in Vegas. I know good good luck. All right, I I was kind of telling my wife over there last year, like if if you're not here to drink or gamble, what the hell are you here for? It's kind of kind of how Vegas feels in terms of just as a town to me. Um, uh, yeah. So I mean, bring bring snacks. I per, I personally like walnuts and cashews. I think those are very very good snacks. Um. And just uh, you know, have a have a good breakfast. You know, have a have a eggs or if you can, or just some kind of of healthy fats to get your brain working. And drink a lot of water because you need water, not just for your muscles but for your thinking too. Stay hydrated. Yeah. I can't tell you at Gen Con how much two bottles of Gatorade in in small doses throughout the mm. day really helped me stay consistent. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of like. I know he talks about like electrolytes and Gatorade and stuff and he's a doctor and I'm not, yeah. but I generally feel like just straight water is the best way to go for me, at least personally, I find that like, um, drinking too much Gatorade makes me feel sick. Um, yeah, Frank, that's why I said in small doses well, throughout yeah, the and day, he said in, you know, take a sip here and there. in the article, it was more like, Hey, before you go to sleep the night before, drink a ton of water. Then like, before you leave for the event, drink a ton of water and then make sure you replenishing electrolytes during the day. I don't know if it's Gatorade all day necessarily, but like, no. and I'll say, and I mean, I think we all know this, but like uh, last year when I, when I won my prime, luckily they had a break. Like I had never, they had like a lunch break before the final. And so like, I got to leave. I think I went to Burger King with Evan and like, I grabbed like a full meal before the final game. And then I was like, I felt like a hundred percent, like ready to go for that final game like all of a sudden out of nowhere i was like i'm i have the power and and then yeah. played the final match you know um and that really and the reason i bring that up because that hit home for me and i kind of think about that at all these other tournaments and stuff where i'm like hey jay remember that time that you took a break and ate a meal and then you felt really great like maybe we should do that maybe we should do that today <laughs> like yeah i mean and it's also worth noting that like one day of three to five games of legion is a lot yeah. um you know i mean we're we're moving into territory where most major tournaments are now multi-day you know um, last year nova was really only one day i mean like there were multiple days you could go but you only needed to be there one day to get an invite um you know lvo was was similar last year lvo was only one day this year LVO is multiple days. Um, this year Adepticon is three days if you make yeah the the top yeah like there there are four days of play of which one of them you will not be playing if if you like win out. So I mean we're talking about three days of four to five games of Legion. Yep, that's a lot, and and you need to that's a marathon. Um, you are going to be hurting. Uh, I uh, at Nova. 
the year before this year, I played um, Armada the first day, Legion the next, and then Lord of the Rings strategy battle game Oof. the following two days. And like I played four to five games every day for four days in a row. <laughs> and I called into work the next day. <laughs> you know, like I was just like, I can't, I can't move. You know, and um, to be fair, I'm a little bit out of shape. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. But like, I, I think even if I was in shape, it would have been it would have been a lot. Um, you know, uh, you burn a lot of calories playing these games if if you're like thinking through everything and and figuring it all out. Well, and and, and most of us are standing for a major a large majority of that time, right? And that was one of the things Doctor Nick said. He goes, "There's chairs, man. Like sit, <laughs> like yeah. just sit down, sit down." Uh, and I think that's that's a good you know because you're not thinking about it when you're playing. You're like, "Oh, I'm just standing here playing a game," but you're you're still like burning energy because you're standing like you, you don't just do that naturally like there's 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 a lot of gravity you're fighting there you know i have this terrible habit of staying standing because i'm inspecting what my opponent mm, is doing yeah. because i don't trust my opponent enough honestly that's not a good habit that is a habit i need to break i sit the f down I, and I, just save your feet i disagree with that completely 100%. okay 50 percent Okay, please go on. I just I disagree with the premise that you shouldn't be watching what your opponent is doing like a hawk. Unless you like sure. unless you know know them, I think you should. I think that there's no reason not to. But you could do and, that standing. Can, can you do it? Yeah, can you do it from a seated position is my issue. Sometimes I'm gonna be honest, I hate sitting down. Specifically because towards the end of the day it really sucks to get back up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. You know, it's. I hate that. I, I wonder. I wonder if you could like maybe this is a design space for Fifth Trooper J. If you can do like a gaming portable seat that's Ooh. like higher than your yeah, like a seat. telescoping like forty five degree angle like seat that you just lean back on, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how you could do it safely, but it's just an and idea. And it's just like, my face. High... What if? What if we just like. <laughs> like build a harness where we can like suspend people from the ceilings so they don't actually have to stand or sit (laughs) they can just hover above the game board and just like do all their measurements from there that'd probably be more i don't know (laughs) that'd be funny though yeah well there's just bring some just bring some trx bands no please don't do that holy moly don't um (laughs) don't injure yourself please well in the meantime before any of these inventions come out uh eat like, uh, you know, I think one of the things too, like, dude, don't, don't pretend, don't like try to be cool. Like pack, maybe just pack a lunch in your backpack, you know, yeah. just brown bag. It, yeah. man. Like that's well, your favorite sandwich. If you eat sandwiches yeah. and, you know, maybe some crackers. Or dude, something. I, I, don't I don't trust know. a man that doesn't eat a sandwich. I mean, come on. If you don't eat a sandwich, there's something wrong with you. Well, some people, you know, maybe they just need the gluten-free bread. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They know. can, there's gluten-free bread. They could have a lettuce yeah, sandwich, absolutely. right? Like an unwitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, totally. It's it's also good to note when you do pack your lunch uh, what the restrictions are for bringing food into the venue are. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, I think I think at LVO, food in the venue is a no-no unless you get some clearance. Only if you get not, caught. Sure. I mean, there is that. <laughs> yeah. I just... I, it's a big casino. Yeah. Um, the, you know... I, yes, you're right. People though people have a lot of expensive things that you don't want to ruin with food. Absolutely. Didn't at NEO they had a restriction about food in the hall, if I recall. Um, that's likely. I think there was a lot of like, yeah. Oh, NEO. Uh, yeah, NEO. Yeah, they said you couldn't bring the the food stand. Oh food, so yeah, yeah, know. yeah. There's always going to be a restriction for sure. I think. Yeah. If you yeah. you know the one of the things you could do is. Um, okay, so here's a counter to that. You could go a little bit early. Um, not lvo because it's it's different but uh you know some of these other conventions they limit it to the food that's inside the convention hall right so just get the food early before the event if they're open and like get two get get a breakfast get two breakfasts then and pack it in your backpack and then just that's that's what you eat while you're in there yeah Uh, i mean to be fair most of these events are not going to check but i I don't want to tell everybody to break the rules um right we're not rule breakers here yeah who's this who's this jerk ass podcast that told you to break the venue rules 
the fifth <laughs> the fifth trooper podcast <laughs> uh the notorious scoundrels jay i think you're forgetting where you are no no i know where i am <laughs> the, fifth, the fifth scoundrel. I don't know. No, but just you know, be safe out there. Uh, oh, um, you know something he didn't bring up, but that I always talk about is uh, I like sneakers. Like really comfortable sneakers, I think are huge. Yeah, uh, you know, can confirm. Yeah. Um, so, like, if there's a purchase you want to make outside of your Legion stuff, it's it's uh, sneakers. Yeah, that's for sure. And specifically ones with like good arch support. Yeah. But anyways. Sweet. Uh, anything else to add to this discussion, gentlemen? Uh, just to have people check out the article mm -hmm. from Dr. Nick on uh, on fifthtrooper.com. Yeah, I think that that's... Uh, yeah, I highly recommend you check it out. Yep, it's at the top of the page if you go to articles. Um, sorry, if you go to blog. We don't have a category called articles. We have a category yeah. called blog. Because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> um sweet well i think that's probably gonna wrap it up for us today um yeah and we will see you guys all next time uh my, next year next year you're right oh snap that's very true this is the last episode of notorious scoundrels in 2019 so uh, next decade here's to sweeping all of next year's tournaments what what here we go. For the Notorious Scoundrels, I'm Mike. I'm David. And I'm Jay. Have a good one, guys. Stay salty. Ban lying and <laughs> wait. Join us next week for another episode of the Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.